0: Can we accomplish even greater success by stepping out of the limelight? This is Rabbi talk Price with another episode of Tachas Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. We are up to the portion of Bamidbar, opening the new book of Bamidbar, and not coincidentally, around the corner of the holiday of Shavuos, I want to address a theme that has a basis both within an idea in the Parsha and tied to the holiday of Shavuos and hopefully a uh, Meaningful tachlis lesson as well. Within the portion, we have description of the fact that when the kohanim, when the priests are taking apart the mishkan, taking down the mishkan, that's going to travel. It's meant to be portable. And at times, all is being taken apart. And the vessels would be covered by the kohanim. Aaron and his sons will take down the parochas, the curtain, and immediately cover over the ark. And the vessels of the mishkan are to be covered while in transit. The Mishkan, with all its glory, that would be perceived, again, by different degrees, by different people in different territories of the Mishkan, but had great grandeur. While in transit, it's all covered up. Once an interesting idea, Raymond Beda suggested, based on this idea of the vessels being covered in transit, a parallel to the following, which he explained with an anecdote. He describes how somebody was traveling, he was a merchant. And had left his hometown several days distance to a distant land where he did phenomenally well. As his business ideas successful, God provided him great outcomes. And he is now about to travel back home with loads of cash. But not necessarily the safest way to travel. So he converts the cash into several diamonds, gems, maybe uh, you know, blocks of gold and he hides those under some vegetables. Basically, he takes a basket that looks like he's carrying a large tray of, of vegetables with which he's traveling. Well, his garb will be another giveaway here. He's bought himself with his custom suits, silk garments, he converts all of those into peasant garb and has his beautiful suits rolled up in a bundle. So here he is a peasant with this bundle of garb and this basket of vegetables, comes to the train station, Hmm, if I'm going to buy that first-class ticket, a little odd with my current get-up over here, it'll be a giveaway. So he suffers with the rest of us sitting in third class, traveling several days on this journey. Third class, dressed like a peasant, clothes bundled up, all his basket of vegetables, not quite riding in style. But he doesn't feel dejected. He doesn't feel down in <laughs> a life of misery. He knows the truth. This is all temporary as he's traveling to the hometown where he can comfortably display it. He has a beautiful home over there where he can add certain elements of luxury that won't stand out in a way that would be super attention grabbing. And perhaps he has other security elements in place over there, so he has less to worry about. During the trip, I'll manage this way for the few days' journey. Says Roy Beta, think about ourselves. We're traveling through life, we're on a journey, and hopefully we've amassed a lot of good deeds along the way, Torah, various mitzvahs, acts of kindness. And we have a tendency to want to let people know, hey, here's my accomplishment. Here's my good deed. Here's the project I spearheaded. Here is the situation that I came to bat, resolved a crisis. Well, showing those off along the way can be risky. There are thieves. There are the barriers in a more mystical sense, the Eitzahara, the evil inclination that wants to try to Have us abuse what we've just done in a positive way, and he wants to convert it into a negative energy. He wants to have us confuse the good and the evil and and turn it into haughtiness and into condescending behavior and into all types of corrupted thoughts, as well as the jealousies and the misunderstandings that this could lead to. Now, truth be told, there are times we should share with others that which we've done, if we can inspire similar performance. But as a general rule, modesty, humility is the way to go. And the lesson of humility has many places within the Shavuos story as well. We're told that Mount Sinai was not a huge mountain, a small mountain, indicative of the fact that one who has his ego inflated is not going to master Torah. It's rather the one who's more humble. Torah is compared to water. Water flows to a low point. Not typically rising to the heights as you pour it down on the ground, but rather finding the humble spot. And the one who is more humble or modest is going to be much more likely to master Torah than the one who is boosting himself and boosting his greatness. On Shush, we make reference to the fact that the Ten Commandments are given with thunder and lightning and the shofar blasting but that didn't last. That's not the set of Ten Commandments that endures. That one, that system, quote unquote, went awry. It's the more quiet, later giving of the Ten Commandments, where we no longer make reference to that shofar blast and the fire and light show that's happening in Mount Sinai. more tsanua, more modest. That one survives. Now, big story in itself, discussion in itself, why God does the two very differently, but there is a message here. And the fact that when you do things that are attention-grabbing, you're at greater risk. More quiet, more humble, more modest, greater likelihood of success. On Shavuos, communities around the world will be reading the book of Rus. Rus, Ruth, Ruth. Try to think for a moment what it means to be this Ruth who's a princess in Moab and giving that up to go to the land of Israel. Foreign land, foreign culture. Okay, by now, maybe she spoke the language because she'd been spending these years with Naomi, but not like a a native. And she's going to come to this land, destitute, and go, as we find in the text, to pick up the gleanings, find the dropped pieces of curls of grain on the ground to bring them home to sustain herself and her mother-in-law. She's going to be viewed, again, coming from Moab, which is an enemy state, coming from Moab, where she's seen as, oh, you're the one that led Naomi's son astray, and he died as a result. She'll be blamed for that, right or wrong. That's the image they're going to have of her. And she's willing to come and live this radically different life than she could have had back home. Princess to pauper, big-time transformation over here, and ready to do that for this purpose of truth. And it is both the quest for that connection with God and the desire to be there and assisting her mother-in-law Naomi radical reduction. And in fact, we find that Boaz, when he perceives her greatness as she's picking up the gleanings as described in the commentaries, he observes her modest behavior. Even the physical gestures she has as she bends down to grab the grains, it takes more time to do like the curtsy and lower your body down and pick it up than to just bend over. But she's delicate. She is refined and more modest. And Boaz perceives that. And her greatness basically comes from the fact that she's been hiding her greatness. Running away from the glitz and grandeur she could have had back home, she ends up becoming the mother of monarchy, the mother of ultimate monarchy, great-grandmother of King David, who will eventually lead into the messianic era. Modesty pays off. The humility that allows us to study Torah pays off, but it's not always fun. In the moment, I'd rather be noticed. I'd rather people recognize my greatness. But if we pause and ponder the fact that, hey, where does my greatness come from? Whatever it is that I've accomplished, my talents, my greatness, my accomplishments, is it really truly me? Or is there a source to all of this? Isn't there a big provider with a capital P of my talents, my, my resources, my networking capacity, my environment into which I was born, social circumstances, economic realities, the situations with which we are blessed, which we've utilized for our greatness, they come from somewhere. And acknowledging that can be a humbling tool, as well as recognizing that we stand to gain in our making ourselves smaller. Once came across a great quote I don't know to it's attributed, that a great man is always willing to be little. And it's amazing what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit. Jumping after that credit, we become the barriers toward our own success. Allowing others to get the credit, what will end up as success, whether people tie it back to me or not, hey, eventually, usually people figure it out. And if they don't, even more so, then we're the masters of that success. We've hidden from it. Now, again, there are times we want to inspire. There are times we want to share what we've done. We want to have other people realize they have the capacity as well to mimic our behavior and if that's the calculation and it's an accurate calculation, go for it. But let's not use that as an excuse to be pumping ourselves and promoting ourselves and marketing ourselves. We really could be stepping back and letting the accomplishments sing for themselves rather than draw attention to ourselves. In so doing, we can be Sinai-like and Ruth-like and like the second ten commandments that last without having to dra- grab that attention. and. Be like the articles of the Mishkan, when in transit, you don't draw a lot of attention, sit in third class like that pauper with a sack full of his beautiful silk garb, internally fully knowing who he is, not having to expose that outward. Such living can help us accomplish so much in terms of our own careers, other areas of success, other communal endeavors. We don't have to be constantly making sure we're the one who gets the limelight, but rather that the project gets done. We can allow other people to feel their sense of accomplishment at times showing them what we've done that they can mimic, but at other times letting them soar, letting them feel that they are able to contribute, their opinions matter, and their talents can shine so we can both, as far as our own self-development in terms of those around us, be able to use this trait properly, properly balanced modesty and humility, and be that much more likely for ourselves and for the others that we inspire to all achieve our